Well, good morning, Crossroads, and I want to start by saying happy Father's Day. Dads, this is our day. Let's just be honest. Today we get to take a long nap. We can go golfing. We can go fishing, whatever it is we want to do, because it's our time. It is our day, and let's just give a round of applause wherever you are. If you're in a car, if you're at your house, wherever you're at, let's just give it up for dads today, because it is their day, and I'm excited about that. I'm also excited about this, this series. It's week four of our series called Supernatural, and we are diving into this concept that we can experience right now today sacred moments with Jesus. In fact, every time that we encounter Jesus, we are able to experience these sacred moments with him. He is alive, he is well, and he cares about you. And as we've progressed through this series, we've recognized Jesus is Lord. We've recognized that all power has been given to him. He has all authority in heaven and on earth. We've realized that he has the power to forgive sins. And today we're realizing that what he brings to the table is deeply personal. We have the ability to experience the most sacred moments with our creator, with the one who loves us deeply, the one who paid the price so that we could be together for eternity. We have the ability to experience these sacred moments that we can find nowhere else. And as I get older, as I progress through the journey of life, I have to admit, my, my most sacred moments used to just involve me. You know, when I remember when I was called to ministry, how extraordinary that was, the peace that I felt throughout my entire body, just this overwhelming joy of realizing God has a plan for me and realizing I'm exactly where he wants me to be. That, that is a sacred moment where I encountered Jesus that I will never forget. That's part of my story. That is my experience. No one can take that away from me. But I think even more powerful as you get older and as you walk through life, as you realize you start having these deeper and more meaningful moments. As a dad, I contend that the moments where I prayed with my children, when they said, I want to invite Jesus into my life, those were extraordinary and sacred moments. Where I was able to baptize my son a couple summers ago, where he was identifying himself as a follower of Jesus. You guys, that is a sacred moment. And I want to encourage you today to lean into the sacred moments where you realize you are encountering Jesus. And I would, I'd contend and challenge you to think in these, these terms today that these encounters with Jesus happen on a daily basis. It would be my hope that you can recognize each and every day you've had a sacred moment where you can relish this moment that you have had an encounter with God. I want to remind you today, he loves you like crazy, and he is here for you. He loves you with an infinite love, and you can have a sacred moment with Jesus every single time that you encounter his love in your life. Today we embark on a journey that is a beautiful story that is found in Mark chapter 5. It's a miracle of Jesus but it's also a life transformational moment for a woman who reached out in faith to, to touch Jesus in the, in the hope that he could change her life. And I want you to lean into this moment because it is a beautiful moment, and it's a beautiful moment that has power because you recognize without any doubt, when I encounter Jesus, it changes everything, and that is a sacred, sacred moment. We pick this story up in Mark chapter 5. It says, a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them, but she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. So what you see in this story is someone who is desperate for healing. She is desperate to see Jesus because she's realizing her only hope in life, her only hope for healing is found in Jesus. And so she is chasing after Jesus with everything she has. She is fighting through the crowds to get to the place where she can have an encounter with Jesus. 
So here's what it says. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. This is such a beautiful moment. This is a moment, again, that is life-transforming. This is a moment that ended up changing everything for this woman. But it began with this journey, with this destination in mind of reaching out and touching Jesus. It was a journey of faith based on the realization that she needed Jesus. And I want to encourage you with this thought today. There are sacred moments in life when we each encounter Jesus. I believe that at some point in every single human being's life, Jesus reaches out to us and speaks to us. We have an encounter with Jesus. And what we do with Jesus, it determines our eternity. It's important that we say yes to Jesus. But these moments, when we surrender to Jesus, when we say yes to Jesus, when we encounter his love, these encounters change everything. And here at Crossroads, this is our mission. We're here, we exist to connect people with God, to let every single person around us know that they are dearly and deeply loved by God. And you know, we've kicked off all of our live services recently with this thought, but this is so true, and I want to hone in on this this morning. Never before has this message been more important than it is, I believe, today in our culture. Every single person needs to know that they are dearly and deeply loved by God. God loves you, and there is nothing you can do about it. And I think we've got so much division in our culture today. We're dealing with so many hurts and pains, and we're dealing with the evil and the violence that we see in our culture on a daily basis. And you guys, it's time to lean in and realize we need to be a voice for those who have no voice. I love what it says in Proverbs 31, verse 8. It says, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those who are being crushed. This means that we've got to do a better job of letting every single person in our lives know that they are dearly and deeply loved by God. This means that as a church, as a people, we have to lean in to the mission that God has given us now more than ever and do everything we can to connect people with Jesus. Because when we have these sacred encounters with Jesus, this changes everything. He loves each and every one of us. And my heart hurts when I look around and see what's going on in our country today. We are a nation divided. We see violence, we see racism, and we see evil at its darkest hour. And I just want to encourage you today, listen to me. This is important. Let's start here. It says in 1 John chapter 2, it says, If you say, if you claim you walk in the light, but you hate your brother, you actually are continuing to walk in darkness. I think we need to own that. And as a church, we're part of the Church of the Nazarene, which is a global denomination. We have churches in almost every country around the world. And listen, we have people from every background, every ethnicity, every race. And so as a church, let's just be clear, we do not tolerate. In fact, we renounce racism at any level of any kind. We just don't stand for that. There's no place for that. We are all dearly and deeply loved by God. When you keep that in mind, this idea that, man, our mission is to connect people with Jesus, to let people know that they are dearly and deeply loved by God, again, I think now more than ever, we have to lean into our mission and figure out how we're going to convey this message to the people that God has placed in our lives. People have been asking, so what do we do? What is the answer? Well, here's the thing. Here's what I'm not. I'm not a politician, thank heavens, all right? Uh, I'm not an activist. I'm, I'm a preacher. I'm connecting people with Jesus And I think it harkens back to what we talked about last week, where these friends of of this paralyzed man brought their friend to Jesus to be healed. And when they lowered him down through the roof, they got in front of Jesus. What did Jesus say to this man? He didn't say, you're healed. He said, son, your sins are forgiven. 
Remember, Jesus meets our deepest need. And I would contend that all of the hurt, all of the suffering that we are seeing in our country today, it's not a race issue. It's, it's deeper than that. It's, it's a sin issue. And so we're going to continue doing our absolute best to connect people with Jesus and to let people know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they are dearly and deeply loved by God. We're going to keep doing what we've been doing. We've formed partnerships with different organizations in our community. Five Star Life, where we have volunteers who pour into and mentor the kids in our community. We're partnered with the Elkhart Academy that helps those that are on the fringes. Those, those kids who are about to slip through the cracks, it helps encourage them and bring them hope. It lets them know that they are loved. We're going to keep partnering with the Parks and Rec Departments and doing activities and events for our community, again, to let people know that they are loved, to connect them with the hope that we have in Jesus. We're going to keep partnering with ministries that are growing up from in organically from our church, like our New Start Ministry Home, which just launched this week. And I got to be honest with you, I am thrilled with the launch of our New Start Home because it's in this moment that we've been able to capture a beautiful and sacred moment. A sacred moment where we realize someone has had an encounter with Jesus. That was Michelle Barnett. God placed a call on her life and gave her a vision for a ministry that he placed on her heart. And this is a vision, this is a dream, this is a calling that we have seen come to life. And we wanted to take a moment today and celebrate what God is doing in our community. Let's check this out. We are opening up a home for, a transitional home for domestic abuse victims. It's gonna be a home where women can stay for six to nine months and kind of learn to live their life again, learn to believe in themselves again. Um, statistics show that women go back up to seven times to their abuser. And a lot of times the reason why they go back to their abuser is because they don't believe in themselves and they have no place to go. So we wanna offer these women just a second chance, a chance to learn to love themselves, to see themselves as God sees them, and just to kind of just relive life again. So you think about it, one in three women in Elkhart County alone are being abused, and the world doesn't understand it. It's behind closed doors. We put on a happy face and we pretend that everything's okay and everything's not okay. And that's the thing that breaks my heart is because you could look at someone and they could be a, a domestic violence victim, but you'll never know it until she comes forth. So it's all about getting women strong enough to say, okay, I've had enough. I can't, I, I want to stop this cycle. So that's what I'm praying for happens here. God told me, Michelle, this is what I want for you. I want you to be able to help other women. And I want women to, you to show women that they don't have to stay here, they don't, they can get out, that they can change their lives, but it's going to take this, this community of people who believe in other women to be able to do this. And I continually hear in my head God telling me beauty from ashes. So I want women to know that you are beautiful, that you're loved, and you do deserve to be happy. And God knows what's going on. So I am really excited about the launch of our new start ministry, and I really think it's important that we stop and just capture these sacred moments. Michelle, I know yeah. that you are thrilled that this uh, new start ministry home has come to life. Mm -hmm. This has been a long journey, and it is tied in with this story of the woman who reached out and touched Jesus. It says in Mark 5:29, it says that immediately the bleeding stopped. And she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. When she reached out to Jesus, she immediately knew she had been healed. And I love that this is part of your journey because you had a sacred encounter with Jesus at the very spot on planet Earth where this encounter happened that we're talking about in Mark chapter 5. Tell us a little yeah. bit about that because it's a beautiful story. Yeah, um, we were in Israel and literally on the streets that Jesus had walked. And there's this life-size mural at the chapel of the woman reaching out. Yeah. Um, and I just stood at that 
overwhelmed and awed looking at that picture thinking, Jesus, if you were only here, I mean, just think about it. If Jesus was here, I could reach out and I could touch your cloak and I know that I would be forgiven. See, because I was bleeding internally. I wasn't bleeding externally. I was bleeding internally. I was carrying all this guilt and, and forgiveness inside of me and just... I just wanted it to be gone. Yeah. I never thought I could be forgiven. So um, I literally said those words, Jesus, if only you were here, I would touch your cloak. And something happened that I can't explain. Yeah. Um, I was sense, uh, filled with a sense of awe. And I literally heard God say, Michelle, get over yourself already. You're <laughs> forgiven. And now yeah. that I got something for you to do. And I was like, okay, here I am. That's fantastic. And mm-hmm. see, that's the response. See, when you have a sacred encounter with Jesus, that response has to just be one of surrender. Jesus, here I am. And so, Michelle, God took that sacred moment and turned it into something beautiful. I mean, he he gave you a call to ministry. You came back from that trip, started pursuing this uh, journey to become an ordained minister in the Church of the Nazarene, which is amazing to see how God's Mm. been using you. But as you went through that process, you had a night where you came before the church board to be approved to become a a minister of the Church of the Nazarene. And I remember it like it was yesterday. We asked you, what is your dream? What is the vision that God has given you? If you could do anything, Michelle, what would it be? Tell us how that went from your perspective. Yeah, it was, um, I I don't know really where it came from. I mean, I do because I've always had this passion, but I literally said, I want to open a home for abused women. (laughs) And I thought you guys were going to think I was crazy, but um, it was did. We did. (laughs) (laughs) No, we didn't. No, we didn't. That was a beautiful moment. And it was something where I think you would agree. It was just another sacred moment where you just see God affirming that call that he had placed on your life. Absolutely. Because everybody was all in. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's so important. Again, I just I want to hammer this point home. We have to be tuned in to these moments where we encounter Jesus and capture these sacred moments. Because it's in these moments where we encounter Jesus that we realize he is here. He is faithful. He has a purpose and he has a plan for me. And he loves me as his child with an infinite love. I, I could not be more excited about our New Start ministry, the fact that it is open and ready. And I would just love to pray a prayer of blessing over you and the New Start ministry uh, before we finish here today. So let's just pray together over Michelle and the New Start ministry. Jesus, I'm just so thankful for the way that you have encountered us and the way that you are moving and working in our lives. I just want to pray for Michelle. I lift her up to you. Give her wisdom as she leads this ministry and and be with the, the ladies who are going to be in this New Start ministry, in this home. God, would you just meet with them? Would you heal them? Would, would you heal their hurts? Would you be their provider? Would you prove yourself faithful to them? And, and God, would this home just be a place where sacred encounters with you happen on a regular basis, where people are connecting with you and their lives are forever changed. God, that's our prayer today. We, we just give this, uh, this new start ministry to you. We dedicate this to you. We pray this in your holy and mighty name today, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Michelle, thank you. This is amazing. Uh, our new start ministry is open. That is the result of a sacred encounter with Jesus. And again, I just before we move on, I want to challenge you. When you have an encounter with Jesus, Make sure you capture that moment. I keep a journal at my home, and over the years, I've written down moments where I realized something special had happened. I realized I could look and see God was moving, God was working, and sometimes that took a process of years where I realized I didn't know what God was doing here, but then a few years down the road, I was able to look back and see God had a perfect plan all along. And if you do a good job of journaling these moments, of remembering and capturing these sacred moments with God, I promise you, you will realize that God is moving, God is working in your life, 
And you will remember in the difficult times that he has been faithful. And another step to that is not just capturing the moment, but celebrating the moment. Man, we are big on celebrating here, celebrating changed lives. In fact, on July 12th, mark this on your calendar, we have our next baptism service, which we get excited about here at Crossroads because that is the ultimate celebration of a life that has been changed by an encounter with Jesus. So get ready. We're going to be celebrating changed lives through baptism on July 12th. But I want you to lean in and realize, man, when you encounter Jesus, You are encountering your creator. He loves you with an infinite love. You are his child, and he calls you by name. And when you stop and celebrate those moments, it does something because it fills your spirit with an attitude of thankfulness. And we've talked about this concept a few times before here at Crossroads, but when you start leading the way in your life with an attitude of gratitude, it really does set the tone for you to begin a cycle, a circle, if you will, that reinforces everything in your life that is good that comes from these encounters with Jesus. When you are leading with thankfulness, you're practicing that attitude of gratitude, you're going to stay tuned in to what God is doing in your life. And what that, that spirit of thankfulness leads to is a, a spirit of contentment. You realize, I have everything I need. God is faithful. He is going to provide for me. And I can begin practicing confident reliance on God. I can walk by faith, truly being content in whatever place I find myself in, because I know that God is with me. So when I'm living with this attitude of thankfulness, I find myself in a place of contentment. That leads to a lifestyle of generosity, because I realize I can't outgive God. I have access to all of his resources in my life. And this is me practicing my trust in God and putting that into action. And when you're living generously, when you are loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, when you're loving your neighbor as yourself, when you're investing for eternity with your, your time, with your talent, and your treasure, that is a life that is truly lived to the fullest. And that's a lifestyle that keeps reinforcing things because when you live generously, you're going to see God moving and working more than you would otherwise. And it'll give you that much more to be thankful for. And you'll get that much more content with where you are. And you'll live that much more generously. It is a circle that reinforces this idea that you are encountering Jesus. And these sacred moments make life the most meaningful and filled with purpose that you could ever hope to imagine. And the flip side is, which can be kind of negative, is the idea that if you ignore these these attitudes, if you ignore what Jesus is doing, if you fail to encounter Jesus and experience these sacred moments, I tell you, the journey in life looks a lot different. Instead of leading with thankfulness, I think what we find is we begin complaining, right? I'm ignoring God. I'm not embracing these sacred moments with him. So I begin asking, where is God? I feel like I'm doing this on my own. And when I'm living with that spirit of complaint, that leads to this idea where I'm filled with worry all the time. I can't trust God because I don't see him. I'm not leaning into these moments. I'm not experiencing, uh, capturing these moments or celebrating these moments. I just don't see them in my life. So man, life isn't good. I'm complaining. I'm worried. And that leads to a lifestyle that's kind of closed. It's consumed by greed because I can never have enough. I'm trying to do this on my own with my own resources. And that just leads to more complaining and more worry. And it's a cycle that takes me away from the beautiful life that God has called me to because I miss out on these sacred moments. See, Jesus wants us to be focusing on him. When I'm hurting, when I'm desperate for a healing touch, He wants me to be crying out to him and doing everything I can to to search through the crowds so I can reach out and just encounter Jesus in a special new way. That's why these 
these moments are so important that we capture them, that we celebrate them, that we stay focused on who God is and the way that he is moving and working in our lives because he is faithful. He is with us. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. You have to lean in and you have to capture and you have to celebrate these sacred moments. Now, this woman in Mark chapter 5, she has reached out. She's reached to the crowd. She's touched the end of the cloak of Jesus and her life has been changed. She has been healed and she realizes immediately everything that she was struggling with has been healed. It's gone. It's an unbelievable moment. She's got to be excited, right? I mean, she's got to be thrilled. She's getting ready to celebrate. She's going crazy, except that things get awkward real quick because it says Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? This gets intense real fast because all of a sudden she would realize he's talking to me. No one in the crowd would know what happened except her Jesus recognizes something has happened, and he wants to have more of an encounter with this woman. He has a message for her, and this is such an unbelievable moment that I hope that you'll lean into and enjoy as much as I do, because this is one of my favorite stories in the Bible of someone encountering Jesus. It says, his disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? Which is great, right? Remember, before the days of social distancing, when there were crowds, we would have sports. Remember those days? This is one of those moments. The crowds are pressed all around Jesus. They're all reaching out, trying to get as close as they can. And in the middle of that chaos, in the middle of the confusion, the disciples are asking the same exact question that any one of us would have. Jesus, what are you talking about? Are you crazy? Everybody's trying to touch you. You're famous. Everybody wants to get as close to you as they possibly can. And yet... It says, Jesus kept asking, who touched me? He kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. This is the moment of truth, right? Like, what's going to happen? And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. This is a sacred encounter with Jesus. These are the kind of moments that when we encounter his love, his healing in our lives, his forgiveness, we have to capture this moment. We have to celebrate this moment. You guys, we have to cherish these moments because these are the moments that strengthen our faith. These are the moments that help us remember who God is and the extravagant love that he has for us. And so I want to ask you today, are you celebrating your sacred moments with Jesus? Are you reliving those moments? Are you remembering what he has done for you, how he has been faithful, how he has healed you, how he has forgiven you? Are you walking in his power? Are you walking in his life? Because I want to contend with you today and I want to challenge you. These sacred moments are the moments that change everything. These sacred moments are the moments when we stand before God. These are going to be the moments that, that mattered the most. So make sure you capture those moments. Make sure you're celebrating these moments. Make sure you cherish these moments because they literally change everything and they enable us to live into this life, into this calling that God has on each of our lives. So as we close today, I want to ask you something because this is probably the most important we could ask when we talk about sacred moments with Jesus and encountering him. I want to ask you this today. Have you began your relationship with Jesus? Have you started this journey with him? Have you said yes to Jesus because you can have your first beautiful encounter with Jesus 
by simply confessing with your mouth, Jesus, you are Lord. By by believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead, it tells us in Romans 10, verse 9, if you do these things, declare that he is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will experience a sacred moment. And that is a moment that all of heaven stops to celebrate because it is a moment that Jesus gave everything to experience with you. So today, let's lean into our sacred moments with Jesus and let's celebrate the change that he brings into our life when we experience his love. Jesus, we are so thankful today for who you are and for the extravagant way that you love us. I'm thankful, Jesus, for the sacred moments that I have had with you where I encountered you and I encountered your love and your faithfulness and your forgiveness and your mercy and your grace. God, help me, help all of us to continue capturing these moments, to celebrate when these moments happen and to truly cherish these moments and realize how significant they are. You love us with an extravagant love today, Jesus, and we thank you for that today. We pray this in your holy and mighty name. Amen.